This episode of the podcast is brought to you by HardcoreHusky.com, covering Washington Huskies football with message boards full of debauchery and childlike wonder. Folks who are well-known in cyberland and not that dumb, except for our little fudgy who is wrong about everything. So come join the gang and register today for free at HardcoreHusky.com. And now it's time for the show. Here are your hosts, Derek Johnson and Dougals. Well, originally, uh, Coop Dog and I were uh, going to uh, hang out and record another podcast during uh, the uh, Christmas uh, holiday season, and, uh, and then given to the closed-down stuff that occurred that didn't come to pass, uh, but we're now here, we are in January, and, uh, and getting together uh, over the interwebs, and uh, just going to talk for a few minutes here and see what a conversation goes in regards to HardcoreHusky.com, Husky football, Netflix movies, whatever. Um, Coop, how you doing, brother? Hey, good. You know, um, uh, it wouldn't have worked out anyway because uh, as I talked to you earlier, I had a really bad case case of the HIV over Christmas. I mean, uh, COVID. Sorry. Sorry. Well, yeah. Um, it was the Chuck HV and you got together, and then that was uh, the end of that. So. Yeah, it wasn't full blown AIDS. It was just like a mild case of AIDS. So. <laughs> no, so, you got the vid though. I, I did have the vid, and I got to tell you, this big old Viking was down for the count. Um, I, I, uh, I, it was rough. It was, it was a rough uh, at least ten days. So anybody who thinks they should not get an immunization, you're a fucking idiot. The science is in. Uh, get, I was, uh, I volunteered through the VA program to be one of the first people to get it because in my profession we got so many freaking immunizations. You know everything from. Oh, the anthrax one was badass. That one, that one made me sick as a dog. But we, we, you know, in the army, they shoot you up all the time. And uh, I'm, you know, I'm 50 years old and I'm, uh, I'm alive despite the fact that I shouldn't be and all that. So I would not want to wish the symptoms of the vid on anybody. It was, it was a little rough. The interesting part is uh, I got it over Christmas and my gal was here and she, she was fairly mild with the symptoms, which was interesting. I mean, she definitely was felt sick, but I was, I was a big pussy. I, I had a, like 20 blankets and my dog next to me the entire time moaning like a bitch. Um, well, is your significant at? other a strong, robust Viking such as yourself? No, not at all. No, she's uh, very diminutive. And from the uh, USSR, I got her in a catalog. Um, oh, wow. About actually, and she's actually in the room listening. No, she's a she's a, she's a Castilian woman actually. So no, not not Viking at all. It looks like somebody I would have taken uh, as a slave in a raid back in the old Viking Ooh. days. Yeah, so that's well, that cool. makes that makes a good story. <laughs> so, <laughs> uh, now. One thing, uh, and by the way, because before we hit record, I was telling you, kind of updating you on DNC, and I was telling you right. about the, the great the, <laughs> the great thread on Hardcore Husky about some uh, pause, I think it was, said we need to do a wellness check, and uh, and then I was telling you about the various uh, posts on there that people were, <laughs> were putting on there, uh, people, you know, carrying coffins and dancing and... Uh, uh, I think uh, uh, the Kobe stopper said, uh, you know, addition via subtraction, and and then I told you about the Homer Simpson <laughs> thing, and uh, or DNC. So, but nice I, I, I I I did uh, PM DNC though, and I was like, hey, you know, um, people are kind of piling on and having some fun with this, but hopefully you're doing okay. And then he said that he said strangely he was taking. Uh, I'm paraphrasing, but I think he said something like he was taking some comfort in knowing that the guys were having fun with it or whatever, and he's also on the men slowly. So um, it's all good. And like he himself said, you can't share something like that on Hardcore Husky and not expect the uh, the rabble to uh, to pile on. So that's the way it goes. So I think I think there's there's I think it's a, a complete lack of self esteem. I think that's probably why he does it from my clinical side. I I think. Uh, it's a self-flagellating thing based on his profession and based on his belief system that he probably puts stuff up there so that he can accept the fact that he's not perfect. I just well, I mean, for, a while, for a while here, I think he was an iron worker or something for a while, but I'm, uh, oh, really? but, but, but we want it. We don't want to dox anybody. So uh, we'll move on. No, he's, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a very nice guy. I've always enjoyed talking to him. <laughs> 
Well, not everybody. There are certain people out there that have called him a bully, so we always have to uh, make sure that our posters at Hardcore Husky have a you know a safe space in case DNC uh, starts getting a little bit out of control. But um, that's that should be a forum. Uh, <laughs> that should be like the DNC safe space or something. I'm going to have to think about that one. I really um, like that. I, I really like that. Idea. And he's not allowed to post on there, and everybody can post whatever they want or something. But um, so <laughs> and now uh, we won't go. We won't go into details about it, but you've also been through some, you know, some challenging stuff um, with uh, family and whatnot. And I, I know that uh, from the time that you and I, uh, when was that? October, I think that we, or uh, September, right yeah. around there, that we 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 did a podcast, and you talked about your passing of your mom, and and so everybody knows that. Um, but I just want to say, I hope you get to come back to Hardcore Husky on a regular basis and start posting the Sweatpants General. Yeah. No, I, I, I definitely, I, it's definitely been on my mind. I definitely will do that because uh, I've been missing that. I've been missing the interaction. No, uh, exactly a month after my mom died, my dad died. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah that, that, was, that was a big deal. And then the, the, I guess the, the, the good news is that I've got, I've got my kid back full time, my coonhound. Uh, he was living with his grandpa because I, I know his grandpa needed the company. And so coonhound's with me full time again. So um, mm. that's been that's been awesome. And I, I live on the uh, Nisqually River. I'm looking at the Nisqually right now, probably, I don't know, 500, 500 feet of uh, riverfront right here. And so the, so the coonhound gets to go out there and bitch at all the elk and all the, all the animals all day long. So things are, things are going well. And then the, uh, the woman that you scored in that raid, uh, she's in the other room. So things are going good. No, she's actually 12 feet behind me. I was just, I was just getting her engaged in Battlestar Galactica. <laughs> I was like, this is the greatest show ever. You've got to watch this with me. So he's back there drinking uh, bourbon and uh, giving me dagger eyes because, uh, yeah, no, I invited her over and didn't want to kick her out just so I could pod. So, yeah, no. Right, right. Uh, it, before we start yammering uh, about some – oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Oh, no, I was just going to say she's got a big jug of uh, water-soluble lube. Behind me, and, I'm sorry. And, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so it's going to be a tough decision here in a minute. Yeah. Well, the pegging is going to begin soon. Um, okay. The water soluble <laughs> and uh, and the rechargeable uh, devices will be out here soon. Though. No. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know why I went uh, down that road. <laughs> I don't know where to go from there, but. Um... I but uh, <laughs> and you're recovering from the vid, and you know so. Yeah, that's right. Um, yeah, all can be forgiven, I suppose. Um, but if we were going to just kind of chatter about hardcore husky and whatnot, so you have you been to the boards at all lately? Yeah, yeah, I I swoop in every now and again and see what's going on and kind of read some stuff. Probably I haven't posted in a long time, but uh, I'd, I'd like to get engaged again. There's been some interesting characters that have been added. I've noticed and. Yes. I did kind of miss some. Of the, I miss some of the OG though. I got to tell you, you know, some of the guys that uh, that uh, are no longer on there. N not just that, you know, we established the site with, but even some of the, um, you know, even like Purple J and guys like that. I kind of miss. I kind of miss some of these folks. I got to be honest with you. Oh no, no, absolutely, um, and especially like when the Huskies. Uh, I think it was right around the time of Utah when we were the week of playing Utah. I think. Purple J made an appearance, and then uh, the Kobe Stopper came back, and he's he's back for good, even though he's mostly okay. he's mostly hanging out over at uh, on the at the Tug Tavern there and complaining about Trump and that kind of thing. And I I did PM him and say, hey buddy, you know, yeah, love to see you more. He's a, he is a complete he's a complete pussy, so we get that. <laughs> well, I love him though. I mean, I want him over on the main <laughs> board. And I, I told do. him, hey, you know, and he said he's going to try to get over there. And I've noticed he's been poking his head up a little bit and making a post here and there on the main board. So um, I hope that okay. that continues. Um, yeah, so, yeah, Purple J, he, he came back, and I was actually fired up. I was thinking he was going to be back for good, and then he just kind of, you know, uh, receded into the fog again. Um, do you remember, uh, what was that movie from the 1990s? It was uh, Awakenings. Do you remember that? Oh yeah, yeah, it was yeah, like, yeah. Based, uh, um, I read, I read all that uh, psychiatrist. I read all his books, um, the one with Robert De Niro and Robin Williams. Yeah, and like these people yeah, yeah, were yeah. like in a 
a coma for years, and then uh, towards the end of the movie, they they awaken and they frolic around in the water or whatever, and then they go back into a coma. I don't remember the and details they go back into too a coma, much. Which is about as fucking cruel as you can possibly be in the world, right there. But yeah, no, it's well. I read I read that guy's uh, I read that guy's all those, all that guy's books when I was in grad school. Yeah, interesting stuff. Well, that's just it's what kind of reminded me of the whole purple J thing. It's like, oh, he's back. Oh, there he goes. <laughs> so back in the coma. <laughs> so. He's back in kind of that coma fog, and um, I don't know if he's still working on his internet business. I don't even know if I'll – I don't know what it is. I don't know if I want to know what it is. But one of the one of the life lessons I've learned is I've now entered middle age and all. It's just like uh, there's some things in life you don't want to know. <laughs> <laughs> so – yeah, he was, uh, he, anyway, I, I remember meeting him at, at, at that one uh, get-together, and he was pretty slim shady. Yeah, well, if you if you remember, because uh, I was sit- seated there at one table, and I, uh, unlike the Repo 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 guy, I had my back to the door, and there was like five or there are newcomers listening to this won't know what the hell I'm talking about, but um, five or six of us oh, were at a so table, awesome. and I think there was probably a dozen of us there overall, But um, and then behind me I heard this, uh, I think it was Paz that was right in front of me, I think. Uh, and I hear this, where's Derek Johnson? <laughs> and I, I, I turn around and, and yeah, he was, there was a slim shady quality to him and he had this thousand yard stare. And, uh, and right. I'm like, and I just remember it's been a while now, a few years, but I just remember going, where is this going or whatever? And then he handed me a, a, a coffee cup, I think it was, and, and it had $150 in it in cash. And, and then he, uh, he oh, wanted wow. to go smoke. He wanted to go smoke dope behind the uh, behind the restaurant, and nobody would join him. And he got kind of pissy about that, and um, and he complained about it later on the boards. And, and I can't remember if that was the time where there was wonder, a, how many how many old ladies did he have to fucking knock out in parking lots to get that much money for you? <laughs> well, you know what though, um, I can't remember if that was the same time that we had the windstorm and the and the electric the electricity went out. Um, because oh, we were all, oh, 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 yeah. Are you there? That's right. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about oh, that. Oh, okay. I heard, heard a little commotion there. Um, but oh. the thing about him that I give him credit for him is he lived in Tacoma and he lives in Tacoma and he right. drove right. all the way to Edmonds to be part of that. And, um, right. And then when the storm hit and stuff, and you know, and uh, and I was living in Bothell, and it took me like an hour forty-five just to drive home because of the backed-up traffic. All the lights were out um, in terms of the traffic lights, and and so it was just a really yep. tedious drive home. And I can't even imagine how long it was for him. And I remember him telling me, and it was something like three hours or something. But um, I actually, anyways, I actually drove home to Mineral that night, which is like on the other side of the moon. And, yeah. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I went the back way through like Ording and shit like that and it, it wasn't too bad, but yeah, it was, um, yeah, I remember that. I remember that really well. I remember one time you and I, it was the time that I got you the sideline pass at Pop Keeney and we were both taking photos of the, uh, of the football game and right. you, you, and you drove home late that night and you sent me a, a text photo of a, like a dead deer in the middle of the road. <laughs> God, that was bad. That was so. That was so bad. That was. Uh, I don't know if anybody knows where this is, but if you come out of Eatonville and go uh, Lake Kapowson, Lake Ohop, uh, over to Ording, that was on that road, and there was like this carcass right in the middle of the road. Talk about a little PTSD. Jesus fucking Christ. Yeah. Well, well, yeah. Well, I just remember getting a text. Uh, oh, Coop sent me a text, and then uh, and I and then there's this picture of this dead deer in the middle of the, in your headlights. At like one in the morning or whatever. <laughs> it didn't even look like a deer either because everything was dismembered. It was just like rib cages yes. in you. Yeah, it was. It was freaky. It was like, yeah, it's one in the morning. You're going, yeah, that's that wasn't a that wasn't a good thing. Oh my god, uh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you, you were saying a few minutes ago about how there are some new characters on Hardcore Husky, and there are some things that I'm excited about. Um, and one of them is that. Um, uh, Creepy Coog has taken over the uh, finance board, and he's just doing a fantastic job with it. Um, he's, and is he's he really? really? Uh, he's, oh, you should go check it out. Oh, yeah, he's I engaging people. And, 
and he's posting all kinds of interesting articles. And then when people post stuff, he follows up with comments. And <clears throat> so, really? um, mm-hmm. yeah, so that's, 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 that's amazing. Creepy, so creepy and I used to barbs back in the day. Oh, he, he um, barbs with everybody. So, oh yeah, no, but I, but I always, but I always respected him. He's a smart guy. And I always, uh, he would take shots at me all the time. It's like, okay, that was pretty goddamn funny. Um, Don't wait yeah, for him to a, donate, but, um, yep. <laughs> but he, um, but no, it's like he, I was actually very, I was getting pretty close to shutting down that board because it was just dying on the vine. And uh-huh. he, uh, he made, he, 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 there was something that was posted on there about superinflation or something. And he made some sort of comment because it was called the billionaire, you know, basement's billionaire boys club. And, and he and he expressed some sort of comment like, "How oh, this board should really take off. I could see it going past the tug at some point and all this. And then so I thought, huh, so Creepy Coog is showing enthusiasm for the BBC. Hmm. So then I reached out to him, and he said... No coincidence there, right? <laughs> well, I don't know if some Freudian thing with them or not, but he, uh, so he, he took a couple. I said, hey, you know, here's my thought. Do you want to take this board over and... Uh, the, uh, since I was about ready to just meld it back into the Tug Tavern, and he took a couple of days to think about it, and came back and said, "Yeah, let's do it." And um, he's he's just I couldn't be happier with what he's doing with it. It's just great. Um, we got this guy. I know we don't have a ton of like basketball fanatics or whatever, but you know our basketball board has been just basically race ban and posting stuff, and then uh, the Kobe stopper chiming in every now and then, and. Uh, maybe I'm forgetting somebody else, but we got this new guy that posts in the middle of the night like I do named Iceman Like Gervin, and mm. he is he is to the moon and back in terms of enthusiasm for basketball, and he's posting all kinds of stuff on there. And I can't remember who it was off the top of my head, but we have another brand-new poster that he registered, and I approved him, and then he immediately started posting stuff in the uh, basketball forum. And so, you know, I mean, the team is like, you know, circling the drain, so it's like there's no enthusiasm for Husky basketball, and it's basically at an all-time, all-time low. Has been any bigger yeah. disappointment than our basketball coach, where the way he started out, which I thought he was fucking fantastic, and where he is now, I can't even explain it. I mean, other than like you know, you know, <laughs> I was gonna say child rape charges, but I shouldn't say something stupid like that. But I mean. You know, so well, you wrote a book about Willingham. But we all knew Willingham sucked when he got the job, so that wasn't a disappointment. He just he just he re- he regressed to the mean. Um, this guy. No, but I'm fuck, What happened? But I'm saying beyond something like absolutely barbaric, like finding out he's a serial killer or something. And obviously, I'm being just totally exaggerating here. But I mean, beyond something like that, this couldn't be a bigger disappointment. Um, I don't have my heart and soul in the basketball team, so I'm not that pained by it. But I still take some pride in it, and I'm. I'm a sure. I'm a guy that you know when I, I remember uh, when I was a teenager and when you and I were teenagers uh, you know every game wasn't on TV so you had to rely on radio a lot if you wanted to listen to the games or follow the games and uh, so I listened to a lot of Bob Rondo uh, broadcasts listening to Chris Velt battle Jose Ortiz in Oregon State and and having the Huskies barely mm-hmm. win mm-hmm. seventy five to seventy one and this kind of thing um, took pride in in the program you know and. Um, it's just absolute shit now. Nobody wants to. Nobody wants to play there, and they, they guess they run this kind of uh, limp-wristed zone all the time, two, three, and um, I don't know. Yeah. No, it's gross. I tried to watch a couple of games this year, and I'm just like, this is gross. I, I don't even know what I'm watching. I, uh, I was in a uh, the, the 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 very famous game that they lost, of course, back in Lorenzo Romar's reign when. Uh, um, Oh geez, what what was the name of the big white guy that fucked the fucked the game off for us in the Sweet Sixteen? Um, uh, an, an opposing player or for us? No, no, for us. It was back in. Uh, I'm trying to think. I I was in a bowling alley at White Sands, New Mexico Missile Range, watching that game <laughs> with my sergeant major. And uh, I, Brandon Roy, you know they. I mean they had a, a fantastic team under. Uh, were they in the Elite Eight, or did they make it to the Sweet? I can't remember. When they lost, and they got jobbed by the refs. And I Wasn't remember it, the well, big old it, uh, why, why am I well, not you, remembering the big old white you don't, you don't mean when – you're not talking about the, the Sweet 16 when Richard Hamilton from UConn had the last second shot. You don't mean that, right? 
I do. I do. I am talking about 2004. Is that right? Would that be 2004, 2005? Uh, I know. That would have been late 90s. Uh, okay. That would have been pre- that would have been pre-Romar, I think. Sorry. I, I have I have traumatic brain injury. Yeah, no, I know what you're talking about now. No, I'm talking about when they were in uh, the Sweet 16 with Brandon Roy and uh, oh. Mike. His name was, it was like Mike. No, I, it's I, not I, Hayward. He was from the 90s, right? Right. Oh, what the hell was that guy? And his, and his his and his dad was posting on Dogman or something, right? <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> And he fucked the game off for us. He, like, fumbled it out of bounds, and he fouled and stuff like that. And the refs were all over. So I remember sitting there in that bowling alley because I was doing the uh, – I was doing a marathon. I took a Mike, bunch of – Mike uh, Jensen. Mike Jensen, thank you. Thank you. Yes, Mike Jensen. So we, we were at the uh, Batan Memorial Death March. I took a bunch of my students from UC Davis there for the competition. And I, I had just, uh, I thought I won it outright in my age group, but it turns out some German army officer beat me by like 30 minutes, which pissed me off. But so I'm sitting there with my sergeant major, and we're having beers and watching this game, and uh, I'm getting just, just pissed off at the, at the calls and stuff like that. And uh, I was really, really depressed. The entire drive back to Sacramento was, was a really uh, dour affair. So coincidentally, about a year later, Brandon Roy. It wasn't a year later. It must have been a few years later because he was playing for Portland, was at Fort Lewis. And uh, he was signing autographs. And I was the only one in line that had a Husky jersey on. Everybody else had, you know, uh, Portland Trailblazers and stuff. And so I walked up to him, and you know, he, he saw my Husky jersey. He's like, oh, hey, what's up? You know, we shook hands, and I go, I go, I got to tell you something, Mr. Roy. I said, I still stay up at night thinking about that game. And I was in a bowling alley in White Sands, New Mexico, watching that game, and it still hurts my heart. And he, swear to God, Brandon Roy looks at me and goes, fucking Mike Jensen. He said that. Oh, God bless him. And I was like, oh, thank you. Yeah, he, was, he was nice as pie, too. Yeah, he was signing out of the for soldiers and stuff there. And by the way, uh, your, your voice is kind of getting muffled the last couple of minutes. And is there anything you can do to clear that back up? I I I don't know. Well, there we go. Yes. I I might have been holding the phone too close to me. I'm sorry. No problem. Crystal clear now. All right. Uh, but check this out. I while we were talking there, I googled it because it was the 2004-2005 Huskies, and it, uh, so they finished second in the Pac uh, Pac Ten with a 29 and six record and 14 and four in oh. conference. And right. I'm just going to read off. I'm going to read off half the roster here. And this this will uh, anybody that was you know following the Huskies at that time this will sound good to the ears a little bit, but Ryan Appleby, Trey Simmons, Nate Robinson, Brandon Roy, Hakeem Rollins, Will Conroy, Brandon Burmeister, Bobby Jones, Jamal Williams, and uh, Mike Jensen, and even Zane Potter at the end of the bench. But yes. That was that was a fun damn team to watch. You nailed it right there. They weren't just good; they were fun. They were just fun. It was it was exciting. I could not wait. I, not being a huge basketball fan, I uh, I can tell you that I was excited every time. I would I would sit there and go, okay, Thursday night, those boys are going to play tonight, and they were so fucking good and so fun, and they seemed like they were just having a great time. And that was before Romar got really shitty, and so it was yep. uh, it was nice. Yeah. No, I. I thought I honestly thought our our coach was going to be the answer here after his first year, and it just just went in the toilet. I has he been fired yet? <laughs> Reason I'm laughing because there's a uh, there's a, a post that's been up a few days on Hardcore Husky, and it says has Hopkins been fired yet? Is what it's called. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised he hasn't been be... fired. I don't know Jen. What I don't know what uh, what's up with Jen Cohen. You know I. I gained some respect for her when she hired Peterson and did some good things with the programs, but yeah, I'm not thinking she's all that in the bag of chips these days. Well, I mean, if you know, if you're going to be judged by your hires and you're going to be judged by just the, uh, the the level of organization and success among your primary teams, I mean, we're going down the shitter. Uh, but I don't know, you know, the football team if the if the football team wins ten games next year, if they even play that many, but you know, if they go ten and three or something. Um, then you know that's that's the cash cow and that's the big deal there. But um, but the basketball team well, is uh, it, 
We, I don't even. I'm not even we, sure what she's waiting going. for. This is a, this is a point where I think you got to cut bait now, uh, and go ahead and and put in one of your assistants and let him finish out the year and start over. So, I agree. Recruiting, yeah, recruiting, getting blown out. What is this? Uh, does this remind you of who was the guy? Um, was it? It was Andy Russo followed by Lynn Nance after they forced Marv Harshman out. You remember that? And then we yep. just went yep. we went down the toilet, and it got to a point where we would play Arizona and we'd lose ninety five to fifty and that kind of thing. Yes. it was so bad. And the thing is, when Romar came in and actually, I mean, he's not a he he's never been a good tactical coach. He never was. But he was a local guy. He played there and nice guy. Everybody liked him. I mean, he looks like a like, you know, it's like he and Neil deGrasse Tyson could be brothers or something, you know, and uh, <laughs> we were actually winning. And in and, and the style of basketball, it wasn't sharp, but it was just wide the fuck open with his athletes. And he actually knew what he was doing those first few years, like I talked about with the with the Brandon Roy and Will Conroy years. And it was I, – I couldn't believe it. I was like, oh, my God, it got me addicted to Husky basketball. It really did. I mean, like I said, it was must-see TV for me. I, I would – I would set my watch on it. So, like, hey, what are you doing? Well, I mean, I'm watching the, you know. Well, I mean, if you had, uh, even if the other team was bringing the ball up the court and defensively you've got Nate Robinson and Brandon Roy and Will Conroy out there and Bobby Jones, uh, that, uh, Jamal Williams even, that's fun. I mean, oh yeah. that was, forgot, God, how could you not like, enjoy that? They used to, do you remember uh, the opposing teams when he'd get the ball at the point, they would go, Bilbo Baggins. <laughs> I used to laugh my ass off when the opposing crowd would do that to him. Bilbo Baggins. Um, you know, I, and we're sitting here, you know what's sad? It's mm. We're sitting here laughing our asses off talking about the past of, of Huskydom. And I, I can't even tell you the last time I had a laugh or had a really good feeling about the current state of affairs at the athletic department there. I mean, we are a rowing and softball school, so I get that. But yeah, well, I mean, um, I, I guess the way I'm kind of I'm resigned at this point uh, of thinking, okay, you know, Jimmy Lake's a coach. He might end up being great. Who knows? I see all these red flags and warning signs. I'm concerned about the level of just maturity that I've talked about before. There's, um, you know, but the bottom line is. He he can he put together a really good season? Can next year's recruiting thing, uh recruiting season be really uh uh solid? And, you know, do we win ten games, eleven games this year? You know, it's like, you know I, I can't completely write them off. Things might be great and it would certainly be great for just my own spirits in terms of how I view the program. It'd be great for hardcore husky, it'd be great for all of us to follow. Um and so that's kind of where I'm at. I'm just kinda of like, all right, he's gonna be the coach regardless, so Let's see how he does this year. I hate saying that kind of thing, being resigned, whatever, but, you know, what am I going to do otherwise? So, We've been in reset mode for so long, it feels like to me, you know, and I, I hear you. I hear exactly what you're saying. I don't know that he's he's a bad coach. We talked about it a little bit prior to the pod, but to me, he's just like a frat boy. Um, yeah. That's, that's that's how he feels to yeah. me. He's like Sark, Sark, but he's got a little bit more – melatonin and maybe didn't get a Joey's waitress pregnant. That's kind of what it feels like to me, right? <laughs> um, you know, but you know, uh, at the same time, it's not like we've seen him in action a lot. Um, if right. you know, right. I've talked, I've cited the maturity issues and stuff and things we go, Hmm. And then seeing them come out so flat for the, you know, four games, those are those just so concerning for considering the fact that this is the guy that shows up at a press conference with a, with a stupid hat that says run the damn ball and all that kind of thing. Um, right. But you, you would just think that that swagger and bravado would transfer to his players as they emerge from the tunnel and get ready to play. And it didn't, um, you know, at the same time, it's like, all right, well, they went three and one, and uh, you know, what are you going to say? You know, it wasn't like a tough schedule; they didn't have to go on the road or anything. And it's just, it's not a, as as I dog would say, it's just not a, an adequate sample set at this point. Um, no, and we have to it, wait and see. As you're right, I, I that that Stanford game was pathetic. It was absolutely motherfucking pathetic. It was painful. So yeah. No, yeah. No, it, it was gross, and and to me, it was bad coaching all all along the line. You know, and I, I got to tell you, the uh, 
the quarterback from Kapausen, which is just right up the road from me, who looks like a 70s porn star, which I kind of like. Um, I, I was, I was, I was actually the kid. The kid's got got a tool set. I mean, he's not he's not a physical specimen by any means, but I really doubt he'll be the starting quarterback next year with with the uh, you know the Hewards and shit that they got sitting there in the stable now. Um, I was really happy to see a small town kid like that get a shot, and he he wasn't embarrassing by any stretch of the imagination. Oh no, I um, liked him. Yeah, I did too. I did too. I I think the kid played played hard and and he's smart and all that. I'm not sure that that hiring a retread offensive coordinator from Penn State that didn't do well there and all that stuff was the right decision. I I watched that offense this year and I'm kind of going, huh. I got a lot of what he did with hit with that kid because it's like we're just gonna we're gonna keep it simple for now and you know they got that fucking stable of running backs. I mean we're we are we are lit with running backs in Washington right now. Um, which mm. is, which is, oh, I think, I think so. I, I, I think they recruited I mean, well. I think they've got to be for every situation, whether it's third and short or, or, you know, the, the slithery. We've always been, we've always been blessed with that. I, I'm just wondering, do you think, uh, do you think this quarterback's going to survive next year? Well, before I answer that, I'll just chime in and say, when you say loaded, to me, it's like 1994, we had Napoleon Kaufman, Leon Neal, and, uh, Richard, uh, what was the fullback that went 80 yards against Miami on the uh, on the swing pass? Can, can we take a break so I can jack off real quick, please, after you said that? <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, I'm drawing a blank no. on that guy's name, and I, I interviewed him multiple times. I just can't remember his name now. Damn it. Richard um, something, right? Um, hold on, hold on. Why can't I pull that out of my brain? No, I, I, get, Anyways, I, no, I get it. And I'll look it up while we're talking here, but um, the uh, the what I'm trying to get at is when you say loaded at running backs at Washington, and that's immediately where my mind goes is is those those guys. I wouldn't say we're loaded. I would say that we're solid. And maybe that's me being a writer and quibbling with language or what. Richard Thomas, that was who it was. Wants me here? That's fine. You can do that if you want to. You're the one who's a published author. <laughs> but I, but we're I, we're solid. Yeah, we're solid. I, I I okay. We'll agree to we'll we'll agree to that. We're solid. Yeah, loaded might be a bit of a of a uh, of a stretch, but no, we're definitely solid. And I don't know. I so um, back to the quarterback question. Do you think he's going to survive next year? Or? Well, the one thing I'll I'll, I'll when you say survive, you mean maintain his holding his hold on the number one starting spot, right? Of course, yes, sir. Yeah, okay. So the thing is, is like I've, I've, for what it's worth, it was only one game, but I did see uh, Sam Heward play, um, and he was impressive. I thought he was really good, um, and this when he played uh, Woodenville in the playoffs. Um, but uh, I also saw him when he was under pressure from the Woodenville uh, pass rush. That he, you know, he was human, and he had a pick six that was returned 95 yards for a touchdown by Josh Spencer, and um, uh, so it wasn't like I walked away from that thinking he was a fantastic quarterback, and I didn't think he was a pile of garbage either. I just thought, oh, he seemed like an okay quarterback, um, and he's and he's like he's a he's a decent enough size, but it's not like you know like Brock Heward was six four, you know he right. had the and 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 he when he was out there he he looked like a tall six foot is what he looked like to me uh, Sam Heward so um, threw a beautiful spiral but you know Jacob Sermon threw a beautiful spiral so 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 that's my long winded way of saying if if you were to ask me who's going to be the starter at the beginning of the year and let's presume that they're going to play a full twelve game schedule um, then I'm gonna I would go ahead and say that that Dylan Morris will be the starter. And and uh, no. but I, I'm not I'm not betting a thousand dollars on it or anything. It doesn't matter to me who starts. I'm just giving you my off the cuff thought there. Yeah. I, I yeah I'm sure I'm sure I'll get a lot of shit about this on the boards. But I thought Dylan was actually fairly impressive. I thought I thought he was a heady kid and and yeah he had it. What which was was it the uh, uh, which game was it where he just was pathetic? But then he came out in the second half and settled down and showed some leadership. Um, Utah. No, and I'm, yeah, thank you. I'm rooting for the kid. I mean, he's like I said, he's right up the street from me, and uh, you know, I used to hear about him all the time. Went to um, 
the newspapers and stuff kind of keeping track of him because he's a local guy. And then when he got that scholarship offer from Washington, everybody was all pumped up. And I'm like, God damn, he, he looks like a chick kind of only in 70s porn star. He's got a chick body with a 70s porn star face. And uh, yeah. so I got a root for <laughs> Well, that's you know, where you, you set know, the bar. Okay. You know, he reminds me of is Jonathan Smith. Like, he was the most unathletic-looking quarterback in history. Remember that when he played at Oregon State? And you're like, this guy's a quarterback, but he was just really good. I mean, he was smart, and he could throw the, he could throw the ball. And uh, uh, now, you know, he's he's, he's, uh, he's a coach. I see some uh, similarity there. I hadn't really thought of it in that sense. Dylan Dylan seems a little bit more athletic when he's rolling out and stuff than I remember Jonathan Smith to be. uh, But I understand what you're saying. I get what you're saying there. Um, Here's the thing. That Stanford game that you so aptly described as being gross. um, It was Dylan Morris – I remember even posting in the game thread, it's like, it felt like to me that Dylan Morris was the only one out there fighting tooth and nail, and everyone else was just kind of sleepwalking. There was that, uh, for much of that game. Yeah, it was was weird. He's a gamer. I like him. Do you know what that game looked like to me? It looked like a Willingham team. It really did. Uh, I'm serious. I'm very serious about this, and you can argue if you want. I'll, I'll, of course. I'll come up oh, yeah. I'll, I'll eat your ass. No, I'm, I'm totally kidding. Um, <laughs> a little bit like no, a, yeah. Go it ahead. really did. Oh no, no, just there was just a. I don't know. I don't know. There was just no belly to it. You know, I, I guess that's my military side showing. But there, you got to have a belly. You got to have that fucking warrior attitude. And there was none of that in that game. Nothing. It, it, it was almost like these kids were like, oh. Oh, we got COVID and we're not going to go to the championship. So fuck it. It was weird. It was, it was, it made me feel like I was watching. And I told you very famously that I was at every one of those motherfucking home games when we went, Oh, and Oh, and 12, uh, under Willingham. Yes. And it, it became a, it became kind of a, a thing. It's like, Oh, let's see how badly we can, we can lose this week. That I had that same feeling watching that Stanford game, to be honest with you, Darren, I, I, I did. Yeah, the only reason I hesitate, and again, this might be me quibbling or whatever, but it's like with the Willingham games, it seems like if they ever played well at all, uh, generally speaking, um, is that they would play well in the first half and they would be within shouting distance, and then they'd just get completely steamrolled in the second half. And right. We're, um, but but I, I, I think I'm quibbling too much there. Um, so I understand what you're saying, just the – yeah, I get it. Flatness, and you see, and you'd see just like with the Willingham teams, you would see athletic ability in various positions on the field, but you just wouldn't see the effort and fire. Which takes me back to we have a, a coach who it seems like his forte or one of his main fortes would be the bravado and the uh, and the, you know a swagger and everything. And it's like, why isn't that translating into the players? And then you know again, but again, it was such a yeah. short season that I don't want to be unfair with my with my judgments either. So no, he, he feels rat boy ish and I hope I'm wrong about it. I mean, I've been wrong about two things in Husky football history ever. And, um, one of them was that quarterback that we had Brown Sox himself that I thought was going to be really good. And he oh, turned out to right. be just a, yep. yeah, that. Remember me predicting he's going to be the next, he's going to be the next, uh, Steve Pillar or whatever, Mark, whatever. <laughs> I, yeah. Yeah, that was fucking terrible. Browning, Jake Browning is who I'm referring yep. to. And his first year, I was just like, God damn, this kid is really good. And then it turns out he's the biggest pussy on planet Earth. Um, I think I could throw a spider on him and he'd shit himself. Um, well, <laughs> there was never, his, the level of his bravado, and then you, you just look back at some of his worst highlights, and they're the most – it's like the worst quarterbacking in the history of Western civilization, uh, running oh backwards in a serpentine oh. pattern for 40 yards and getting sacked at the two-yard line and or <laughs> falling down or whatever. Doing the shoulder roll, yeah. But yeah. all the bravado yeah. is just – I got – and then – the the way that uh, you know I, you know if you're a quarterback you got to be a leader you got to be supportive it's one of the things that I know that 
Russell Wilson can be a bit annoying in regards to all of his uh, do-goodness and everything, but the the fact is he's very supportive of his teammates and everything. And then Browning would be just the opposite. And you got a, a kicker who's lost, you got a kicker who's lost all of his confidence, and he's shanking extra points. And instead of trying to build them up, he's over there rolling his eyes and going for Christ's right. sake and acting all pussy like. And I just hate that kind of shit. I would love to have had him as one of my soldiers. Oh, my fucking God, would his life have been fucking miserable. <laughs> oh, my fucking God. You have no idea. You have no idea how bad it would be. I'd be like, oh, yeah. No, he, he was not a leader. And, uh, you know, he, he would hear through the grapevine. I'm sure you did, too, about a lot of the players who didn't like him and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. it showed later on in his, like, third year when he was at the quarterback helm. It's like he didn't have anybody's loyalty. He just... He's a good-looking kid who had a hot California girlfriend, and la la. la. And guess where he is now? I, he, he's probably like, I bet you, I bet you anything, he's got some type of uh, vest or a windbreaker on with something stenciled on the back of it right now. Well, I think he's still with the Vikings practice squad, isn't he? Is he? Oh God, I hope not. That would bum me out. Well, I, I, I don't I, wish I, him I like uh, ill. I mean. Better. I'm sorry? I like my version better that he's wearing a windbreaker or a vest with something stenciled on the back of it. Well, why not both, he's like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> there that would be $7 to park here. Um, let's see here. And uh, we'll, we'll start to wrap up here, but I'm looking at Jake Browning. And I'm looking at the Minnesota Vikings team page. Yeah. Is he still it there? looks like no. There's nothing listed here for 2020. So yeah, he's wearing he's uh, wearing a windbreaker. Okay. <laughs> it says parking. But it's just kind of like you know. But it says here, you know, left Washington holding several career and single season offensive records. Like that really means something. He, but you know, it's sure just did. like yeah. Danny so O'Neill for the uh, Danny O'Neill for the Oregon Ducks. He uh, he never really won anything. Uh, but he he played there for th- that's, no. It was that's like a great three. Listen, it was three you. or four Listen years where he played and played and played. We're talking over each other. What's that? No, I said listen to the big brain on Derek right now to pull that name up. I am impressed, sir. Oh well, he uh, it was just uh, he would just rack up all these yards between the twenties, and then he'd throw an interception in the end zone or whatever. And um, <laughs> yes, and and they, yes. they never. They never won anything, so it's like uh, – but he got cited. And in, to a lesser extent, like Cody Pickett, I don't have anything against Cody Pickett, but I never thought he was great. But he, he played – he we were throwing the ball all over the place because we couldn't run the football, and so that really uh, that really jacked up his yards. So. Yep, that was New Heisel's boy, though. New Heisel was totally invested in that guy. I went to the. I, I was. I was at a lot of those practices watching. And New Heisel had a fucking hard on for that guy back in the day. Yep. Yep. That was his guy. He had a, he had and, a strong arm, and he and he played hard. But uh, um, I, don't any, I don't have any bad feelings towards him. I thought he was a good leader and good kid, but he just wasn't all that in the bag of chips. And like you said, we didn't have any. I mean, we we were playing like a Sun Belt team back then. <laughs> Well, I mean, um, I was—I remember uh, one of the few games I attended with my late sister was the 2003 Nevada game, and that was when Gilby was at the helm. It was before Willingham, but I remember losing 28-17 and sitting there. The fourth quarter was going on and on, and you're just waiting for the Huskies to finally quit shitting the bed and and play football, and it never came, and we lost. And I was like, something's changed here, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know. We, God, we, and we, we all would. wanted we all wanted Gilby to be the coach, didn't we? I mean, because the guy's a, a great guy, and uh, not everybody. Uh, I remember, like Race Race Bannon. I remember was uh, was not keen on that, and he ended up being right. But I defended Gilby. I, I was. Well, uh, I just wanted, I wanted Gilby to, to succeed. Well. Yes, I wanted. I loved Gilby. That's yeah, I love Gilby, and I still do. And he he's a great man, and I've met him a couple of times, and just just a fantastic human being, and all that. And he weighs like four hundred pounds, which is I hope I hope he's doing okay. But uh, right now he does. No, he, God, yeah, I, I saw him. Uh, was about two years ago. Yeah, the guy is 
Yeah, he, he looks like he looks like Gilbertson ate Gilbertson. Oh, I thought he had slimmed down. Oh, that's too bad. Yeah, um, no, and, he, and he's you know, I mean, in the glory years of Husky football, he was so instrumental in what we oh. accomplished, and so I have nothing but mad respect for the guy. So I wish he yeah, had yeah. the head. Yeah, he's not head coach material. I get it, but that's all right. That's all right. We, I still love Gilbert. It was the Peter Principal. Um, yes, sir. So, so and before we before we conclude, are you watching into anything interesting on Netflix? Oh God, um, I watch stuff all the time. Okay, so uh, it's not on Netflix; it's on Amazon Prime. But have you watched The Expanse? Never even heard of it. No, dude. It's okay. So Firefly is my all-time favorite science fiction. Um, and that's available on both Netflix and, and Amazon Prime. And if you don't know what Firefly is, fucking kill yourself. Um, but the expanse. Well, I don't. <laughs> Dude, you haven't seen Firefly? I'm, I'm, I'm not a, a science I'm fiction guy Firefly. at all. Oh, my God. Science fiction is that place where we can explore the possibilities of human existence. Yeah, you can quote me on that. that I thought that was what porn was for. <laughs> No, no. Oh, okay. Definitely not. Um, so, <laughs> uh, we always crack each other up on these podcasts. Um, yes, we do. So, so The Expanse is ridiculously good. It's uh, five seasons so far, um, and it explores it, – it's, it's a sci-fi thing, you know, in the far future, and I, I don't even want to explain it, but if you're not watching The Expanse, you're wrong. Um, I actually, just before I, I tagged in with you, I was getting Brandy hooked into Battlestar Galactica, you know, the 2005 series that ran for five years, which is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to TV. It might be my favorite TV show ever. Next to Firefly. Uh, hmm. Firefly is like a Western in space. And it's just fun, and you love all the characters, and everybody laughs and all that kind of thing. Uh, Brandy, what's – hey – She's right here in the room with me. What's a what's a what's a series that you would recommend? What's that MMA one? Oh, oh, Kingdom. Kingdom. That's on Netflix. It's, it's Frank Grillo, who is a retired MMA fighter, who has a gym and his son, and the whole drama that goes around with trying to have a business around MMA. And it sounds sounds ridiculous. I mean, I I have an MMA back, background, so I fucking really like it. But Frank Grillo is brilliant. It's called Kingdom, and it's about the family. And how they just yeah, looking at it right now. Play. Yeah, it, uh, it, it, honestly, honestly, uh, would you would you agree that it's the best TV ever? Yeah, that and then Wayne. God, she has a sexy voice, doesn't she? <laughs> she does. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead, say something. Wayne would be the other one. Oh, Wayne. It's very. Is that on Amazon Prime or is that Netflix? I think it's Prime. I think it's Prime. Um, on Prime, a. <laughs> Just ridiculous. It's about this young man who has a violent temper, but he's actually a really good guy, and he gets in a lot of predicaments. And whenever anybody ever bullies anybody, he likes to beat the shit out of people or do do weird things. It's called Wayne. That's the name of okay. the series. I think it's on Prime, and it's fucking fantastic. We, I think we binged the entire thing, right? Like in like in one day when we were sitting. Is there. It- Kingdom is that because I I looked it up and it popped up and it's because uh, I've been watching a lot of Korean stuff. Is this a K drama? No, sir. It's a it's a, it's the MMA fight. It's Frank Grillo is the lead in it. Um, you'll recognize Frank Grillo from the Avengers and some other stuff. Oh, okay. Um, There's a the Korean show called Kingdom. So yeah, it, it's actually okay. that which is really weird. Nick Jonas is actually his son. Huh. You know the the Jonas Brothers. And he's actually a great little actor. No, I'm on it. He's actually fantastic. Yeah, in it, uh, he's he's the youngest son, and yeah, it's it's really involved and very. Yeah, no, I I would totally recommend that. Which reminds me, I meant to oh. watch the box. She just said it's got a great soundtrack. Oh. Yeah, so you can you can uh, you can uh, what's that called? Shazam. You can sit there and watch it and Shazam all the songs, and I've filled my phone up with the with the soundtrack on it. It's really motherfucking good. Hey, put her and on the phone real quick. Oh, well, she just went to she just went to the uh, she just went to the bathroom. Hold on. Oh, sure, she did. 
This is no, this is like real life potting. Hey, do you have to go really bad? <laughs> It'll be just thirty seconds. He he wants he wants to talk to you for like thirty seconds. Hello. <laughs> Hello. How are you? My name is Derek. Hi, I'm Brandy. Hi, Brandy. So tell me something as our uh, listeners are, are uh, eavesdropping on what we're saying right now. What's the one thing about Coop Dog that would shock our listeners to know? Um, he's got a really sweet side to him. Well, we know that. No, no. Yeah, do you? <laughs> I'd like you talking about my cock leg. Well, you might need to... <laughs> No, he, I think he's one of the. He's obviously very intelligent, and very sweet. So, I think those, what, 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 those are the two things. Jezebel. <laughs> well, what would you yeah. in, in regard in regards to your history with him? What's this will be the last question I ask you? Uh, what would be the funniest moment that you've had with him? Um, when I told him he loved his own intelligence more than. <laughs> <laughs> I, thought it was, I thought it was the elf cow that was outside. That was. But anyway. Well, Brandy, it was a pleasure talking with you, and have a nice day. You as well. Have a good one. <laughs> okay, so this has got to be our oddest podcast ever. Oh, it's all right. It's off season. It's it's a COVID pod. <laughs> so, you yeah, know. That's all good. Well, hey, man, great great catching up with you, and uh, I'll, I'll go ahead and uh, uh, produce and process this and get this up. And uh, so, uh, yeah, Sounds we'll hope good. to see you on the boards, and uh, let's talk again soon. Yeah, I'll, I'll I'll come back, and I have much love for you, brother, and uh, I, yes. I I miss the old guard, and, and uh, we'll uh, – hopefully, hopefully we can get some of that revived. It'd be kind of nice. Fire Hopkins, and we'll see if Jimmy Lake is, is, uh, is actually a coach, and I guess go from there, and then uh, – I don't know. I, I, I think what, um, I was right about. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, sir. I interrupt you. Go ahead. Oh no, I was just saying we got a but uh, we you know we have a bunch of uh, new people that have joined the boards in the last few weeks and I haven't even mentioned all of them. Um, it's it's got me excited though because we got some really interesting, um, forceful, and creative personalities uh, that are coming on there. So um, I think we have some very interesting times ahead of us in in the months ahead with Hardcore Husky. So. Awesome. Yeah, I'll get reengaged. I really will. I, I miss it. I miss the crowd. I miss I miss uh, all those folks. So even the ones I don't like very much, I still miss them too. <laughs> all right, man. Uh, you know, uh, Brandy sounds great, by the way, and uh, I'm usually a pretty good judge of character. She sounds great. So, um, And uh, yeah, we'll talk real soon. All right, my friend. It was great catching up with you. Thank you for the opportunity. Oh, of course. Talk to you later, man. You bet. Yeah, yeah, but. Thank you for listening to the Hardcore Husky Podcast. This show is copyrighted material. In other words, stop plagiarizing our shit, fuckos. So please tell a friend and rate us five stars on iTunes, especially you cheap bastards who don't donate. It's the least you could do. Yeah, I'm looking at you, creepy coog. And come join our fun at over at hardcorehusky.com. We've got Husky Football, Yellow Snow's Record Shop, and our notorious Tug Tavern, which is which is a shit show of politics and strange news. And if you enjoy yourself and are ready for the next level, level of cyber peyote. peyote, come join Swain's Wigwarm. <laughs> I'm going to have to read this over. Swain's Wigwam, yeah. Swain's Wigwam at Navajo Nation's gift to college football. It's also the official private club of hardcore Huskies. We're talking boobs, guns, and inside information, all for the low, low fee of $129 a year. Come join the fun. <laughs> I'll have to read that one, but...